Welcome to the Mind Your Heart Podcast. My name is Jody. Today's episode is all about why the fear of taking risks is holding you back in life. Let's hop into it. Taking a risk is something I avoided like the plague for a long time. I had taken risks when I was young and they seemed because they seemed like the thing to do, take a risk and maybe it'll pay off. But often they didn't. They would cause me so much grief and emotional pain and misery. And I had decided from those experiences that all risks were scary and ended badly. So I became gun shy. Feeling really secure became super important to me, and I would have rather felt safe and secure than take a risk and lose, and then lose again, and then lose again, which is what it felt like was happening. So I decided that along the way, I needed to start taking a few more risks. Life was getting pretty mundane and all the same. And I wanted more. I wanted a chance for a better tomorrow. So I started putting some thought into risk, what it means, how it works, what happens when we take them. And I found a new appreciation for it. So my first realization was, I mean, we take risks all the time. There is risk in crossing the road. There's risk in driving a vehicle. There's risk in speaking up and in loving someone. So we're actually taking some kind of risk every day without thinking about it. But those things don't always feel like a risk because they become comfortable to us, because we're familiar with them, and they don't really scare us. So the definition of risk is a situation involving danger. So I just want to talk about that for a minute because danger is actually a perception in our own mind. So what someone perceives as dangerous, like one person perceives as dangerous, like maybe crossing the road or riding a horse, others who are doing it regularly don't feel like it's dangerous and all of a sudden that doesn't feel like a risk to them. So what feels like a risk to one person might not feel like a risk to someone else. That was pretty curious to me. So I used to completely shut down after taking a risk that went went badly. And I would get back into my bubble and I would go back to the way things were and try and rebuild my life back as it was. And so then I didn't have to feel the uncomfort and the tension that came with taking the risk. But that was no way to live because when I quit, I ended up right back where I first began and Usually, where I had began was in a place that was desperate to make a change for a better tomorrow. So once I got on route to making the change for the better tomorrow, I would freak out and then go backwards because because I felt like my life was going backwards, because I felt like I was screwing it up, because I felt like I had failed. And so I would try to unwind it as far back as I could so that I could just get back to feeling comfortable. So that's really no way to live because you never actually get anywhere with your life. So including risk in your life is what keeps you feeling alive because it puts you into new territory that you've never been in before. And it challenges you 
because it removes you from the controlled and perfect life that doesn't allow for what's possible. So if you want to feel alive and you want to feel passionate about life and you want to have these better tomorrows, then a perfect and predictable life actually becomes suicide for your soul because your soul doesn't feel alive when it's not living and experiencing all of the things that life has to offer. So I have a little quote from Pema Chodron that I think is really poignant to taking risk. And Pema Chodron said, seeking security or perfection, rejoicing in feeling confirmed and whole, self-contained and comfortable is some kind of death. It doesn't have any fresh air. There's no room for something to come in and interrupt all of that. We're killing the moment by controlling our experience. Doing this is setting ourselves up for failure because sooner or later, we're going to have an experience we can't control. Our house is going to burn down. Someone we love is going to die. We're going to find out we have cancer. A brick is going to fall out of the sky and hit us on the head. Somebody's going to spill tomato juice all over our white suit. Or we're going to arrive at our favorite restaurant and discover that no one ordered produce and 700 people are coming for lunch. The trick is to keep exploring and not bail out. Even when we find out that something is not what we thought, that's what we're going to discover again and again and again. Nothing is what we thought. Such a beautiful little piece. And that's where taking a risk starts to trip us up. Because when we take the risk, it is because we're seeking a change in our current reality. We want our tomorrow to be better than today. And we think that by jumping, our lives will be so much better. But when you're seeking a change, there's a chain of events that happens before the change can settle in. And it will, and before it feels like it's become a part of us. And this is why it's a risk, because this is what feels dangerous to us. When things start moving, then we have to leave our comfort zone and it gets so uncomfortable, like miserably uncomfortable. We start feeling like we're losing a part of ourselves or our identity. And we, we, are unconsciously always asking the question, who will we be if we aren't the mom, the teacher, the caretaker? Who will we be if we don't work all of the time? What will everyone else think of us? Who are we without these roles in our life? And so the new change that we're seeking scares us. And that new change feels like a liability because of what we think we have to lose. And instead of the improvement to our life that we had lost or that we had wanted in the first place, it starts to feel like a liability and things are not what we thought that they would be. So at that point, we have two choices. We can either shut down and reverse the risk, which is what I always used to do. Go back to what you knew before, put all the pieces back in place in order to feel comfortable, keep your identity intact and intact, and not suffer any loss. So nothing ventured, nothing gained, but we don't actually really go on the venture. We kind of start, we panic, things start to fall apart, and we go backwards and we end up where we started. The other choice is to stay with it, to go on the adventure. Now, the adventure is going to put you on a roller coaster of emotions because things are going to feel like they're going backwards and you're going to feel like you're failing and you're going to feel like everything's falling apart often as change starts to happen. But it's all of that that makes us feel alive. And that's what will change us 
And that's what holds the promise of changing our lives forever. But we have to let it. When you're taking risks, you're living in possibility. You're living in a space that allows what's possible to happen. And that's where magic happens. That's where amazing things happen that you couldn't have predicted. Even if the risk you're taking on doesn't work out, you can branch off and make a choice and go in another direction. You're opening your life up to what's possible just by taking a risk, just by heading forward. You can't control all the outcomes. You can't control the other people. You can't control the situations. You can't even control the timing. So sometimes you're leaping and hoping that this thing is going to turn out the way that you want. And it can't possibly because the timing isn't right or the people involved weren't quite right yet. But if you stay with it and you stay in the uncertainty and you stay through feeling like you're going backwards and everything falling apart and you don't desensitize yourself and you don't shut down and you just stay with it, that opens it up for life to happen. So I wanted to talk about the five different things that you can do to navigate the messy middle of taking a risk. Well, to navigate risk in general, because instead of going all in and blowing your whole entire life up or backing off and never taking a risk. There's all the nuance in between. And so you can do your best to set yourself up for success or to handle what's going to come at you with these five things. So the first one is to build your skill set. That way you're going to have more competency to handle what happens when it starts to get messy. So when you have a higher competency level, it's going to give you more options to find solutions that will help you to handle things when they start to get rocky. But we have to understand that no matter how many skills you have or how much risk you've tried to mitigate, you still can't predict the outcome. So in that regard, you have to accept that you don't always see the bigger picture. And we need to understand that you can't possibly know what's going to happen next. So your brain sees patterns and that's when it freaks out because it thinks it knows what's going to happen. It thinks it's been there before. And you have to understand that that's just your fear talking. That's not living in possibility. That's living in the past. That's replaying old patterns. You never know what's going to happen. COVID is a prime example of this. None of us, not one of us could have ever guessed or predicted the travel bans, the school closures, the stickers on the grocery floors, the not being able to have your family over for Christmas dinner, all of the things that happened. Nobody could have predicted that that was going to happen. And yet it happened. And so not always living in possibility is something that's bad that happens, but that changed Going through that experience changed every single person I know. I don't know one person that came out from it the same. And that's because it was a situation that they couldn't control, that was unpredicted, unpredictable. And that's sort of how risk works. Now, there were people that came out of COVID in a better place than when they went in. There were people that came out of COVID in a worse place than when they went in. But they were there for it because nobody had a choice. We all went through it. And 
You just have to know that you don't know what's going to happen next. Anything can happen next. Life is always happening. So you have to accept that. Build your skills, get yourself more competent so that you have more options, but understand also that anything can happen. You don't know. Number two, say yes more often. I see so many people when an opportunity pops up or when an invitation is given or when they are invited somewhere, they immediately say no. That's their like knee-jerk reaction is to say no. And what you're doing, even if you come around later, which is better than not coming around at all, is you're shutting off the flow of opportunity to come to you. And it's a super bad habit to be in. And it's just a habit to say no instead of yes. So instead... I'm going to encourage you to just take the leap and put yourself out there, especially if it's something that your heart is excited for. So allow yourself to be open what might to what might happen if you took the chance. Say yes. Just be open to what might happen. Say yes. Do the thing and see where it takes you. Number three, stay with it. It's not going to look how you are imagining it in your mind. It's going to feel off-center. It's going to be shaky. It's going to be fraught with fears. Maybe it's going to terrify you. There's going to be so much indecision. So in relationships, I see so many people now focused on red flags. They're so busy looking for what could go wrong and seeing red flags that they don't even stay with something. They, they bail before they even give a chance to really get to the good stuff because they're so afraid of all of the red flags that everybody's talking about all the time. And I just want to say, stay with it. Now, there are probably going to be some red flags in relationships that you need to pay attention to. I'm not saying that you want to be scammed or abused or have the terrible, terrible things happen to you. But just don't be so hypersensitive and so hypervigilant that all you're looking for is red flags, that you're only looking for what could go wrong, that you're only looking for the ways that things aren't going to work out. Stay with it. Stay with the messy middle. Get through all of the uncertainty and the shakiness and fraught with fears and indecision. If you have uh, deal breakers, predetermined deal breakers like if this thing happens i am i'm not doing this thing anymore that will help you get through the middle so whatever your deal breakers are for some people in a relationship it might be if he doesn't if the man doesn't pay for everything other people might be on the full other end of the spectrum if he cheats on you or if he hits you or if he abuses the children, whatever your deal breakers are, stick to them, but don't be looking for everything that could go wrong. Stay with it. It's going to be scary. Stay with it. Number four, focus. Focus your energy on staying open to what can happen as opposed to protecting yourself from what could happen. So you want to focus your mind on what can happen, what you have to gain instead of what you have to lose. And this is something that you're probably going to have to retrain your brain all the time because it's going to be freaking out because it doesn't know what's happening when you're in uncertainty. It's scary. And so you just have to refocus yourself every time you think 
it's not going to work because of X, Y, Z. It's not going to work because it's costing me too much money. It's not going to work because I'm not comfortable. It's not going to work because it's making me hungry. Whatever it is, change it to, but it could work. It could happen. It could, I could gain more money. I could live in a state of pure bliss and joy. I could never have to worry about another meal again. Focus on what you have to gain instead of what you have to lose. And number five, elicit hope. Now, this is not the same as positive thinking. This is not just believing everything is going to work out, but this is believing that things always have a way of working out in the end. So there's an abundance of choices, of options, of possibilities, and that you have what it takes to get through it. That's how hope works. Hope is not just only seeing the good and freaking out when the bad happens. Hope is having hope in the fact that you can get through the bad, that you trust yourself to handle the situation. There's going to be times that you feel like you've got too much to lose. And it's going to make you so uncomfortable and take you to places that you aren't familiar with and you won't know how to handle it. And you are going to feel like controlling is the answer. That, that that's how you have to overcome the test. But the real test is to stay with that discomfort and chaos without panicking and to elicit, and you do that by eliciting hope, by hoping for the better future, by hoping for a better tomorrow. So those are the five ways that you can mitigate your risk and navigate your way through risk. So I'm just going to revisit them quickly. So the first one is build your skills so you have more competency to handle what happens. Number two is say yes. Don't let yourself just immediately say no, say yes. And then number three is to stay with it even when it's not looking like how you imagined and you're in the messy middle, when it's off center and shaky, stay with it. It's going to feel ugly. It's going to be totally imperfect. But the only way you get through it is through it. Number four is to focus your energy on staying open to what could happen and what you have to gain instead of focusing on what you might have to lose. And number five is to elicit hope. Not just think positive, but hope for the better future and hope for the better tomorrow. Ultimately, we have to have a large amount of trust in order to get through risk. But when you put your whole heart into something and you stay with it, even when it's messy and hard and your confidence is shaken, you have to have trust that things are going to work out. We all desperately want tomorrow to be better than today and we crave that change. We have to have the moral courage to withstand the emotional storm that risk creates. And only when we can sit through it all and stay with the grief of the things that we might lose or sit with the uncertainty and the tension and the fear of the loss and the fear of success and the joy and the misery and the pain, only then are we truly building a life worth living. 
All right, guys, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single one of you that's here. I hope so badly that you start to take more risk in your life and to to fill your life with more adventure and to build a life that's worth living, that's worth it, even if it's not always comfortable. Take care, guys. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Mind Your Heart podcast. If you loved this podcast, then please screenshot it and post it to Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you post stuff. And be sure you tag me and let me know why you liked this episode and what you would like to hear in the future. That will help me know what to create for you.